PlayStation Experience, Secret Santa Gifts, Fighting Infections, and Terrible Christmas Presents. This is Staying In. Yeah, it's a Delia Smith recipe. It's absolutely fantastic, with particularly the orange but, pastry. Not like massively but, mad. It's not like a cheesecake. Like a tiny yeah, bit, like, why, a, like a half a teaspoon. Why would anybody think to consider cream cheese yeah. with whatever the devil it is that they put inside mince pies? Why is it mince pies? It's mince meat. Yeah, but when I think of mince, when I think of mince meat, I think of meat that has been minced. Mm-hmm. Whereas obviously that's like... not what that you're not getting a bit of minced beef in the middle of your mince pie. Obviously, a spade's a spade for Dan. Um, basically, yeah, it used to be meat, I think, and then yeah. it eventually became. I think they actually had to meat got, got quite expensive, so they replaced it. I think. So yeah, so it's not mince meat. It's what is blasting. What actually physically is in a mince pie? Because it's depends, no longer meat. Depends what the recipe is, but mainly the recipe is stuff like raisins, currants, um, like lemon, nutmeg, fruit, rind, orange um, rind, and stuff. Yeah, or so the rind. meat of it is basically like it used to raisins be. And it, they used to have meat in it. I oh, know. I'm, I'm not saying over time, didn't. but over time. They've just taken the meat out, but it's just kept its name in one of those traditions. Yeah, and that, that's fine, but I, that's it's etymology. Just it's just querying. Yeah, if it was more recent, they probably would have put corn in instead. Yeah, well, uh, that would have been great. I um, wouldn't. It, isn't it weird that like there's sweet meats which are the least sweet of the meats, yeah, and then there's mince meat which is not, which is not savoury. How strange! Words. It's almost as if our language doesn't make sense. Earlier on this week, you sent us a WhatsApp message yeah. saying that you were experiencing a Willington-esque sickness. Oh, yes. Willington-esque. It's what, it's what the ladies experience. Yeah, it's often said at the walk-in clinic. Oh, did you have to say that while I was in the middle of drinking tea? <laughs> I'm oh. afraid I've got a bout of the Willingtons. <laughs> Please. It's almost like a pandemic legacy illness. Oh my god! Yeah, I had the flu to end all flus. Basically, it's the worst flu I've ever had. Um, really? I spent two days, two to three days in bed, uh, I, <laughs> literally doing nothing but um, trying to stay as still as possible. Um, and um, I had various different remedies. Um, Go on. Uh, uh, well, I didn't try this one, but I heard a good remedy. It's a Slovak remedy, which is warm milk and garlic. Apparently that's very good. I didn't try that one. I instead went for the root ginger, <laughs> the root ginger and lemon, and with right. a bit of honey. Okay, classic. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was it was it was agony, absolute agony, gents. Um, uh, well, it's, it, I, by the looks of it, you're you're through the other end of it, so I'm I'm pleased about that. Uh, and I've got and I've got no empathy for Peter because, as we all know, Peter does suffer, particularly this time of year. He does, and. Early on in the year, and basically all year round. For the last four or five months, I've been fit as a fiddle, and yet Alex has been ill almost every month. Like she's come down with something, and I've managed to stave it all off. So you know what? I bet you're very no. popular in the household. <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> Smug yeah. git in the corner. Yeah, I've just got to the point where I'm like, <sighs> just, just be better, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, God's sake. Um, but yeah, um, so uh, well, I'm glad that I'm glad that you're um, coming around the other side of it. I'm not happy that it's become a Willington-esque cold. Obviously, well, it's just to impress um, upon everyone how severe it was. Yeah. Okay. okay yeah. 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 Right. It, it was bad. 
it was, was not so used bad. in haste. It's like a like a, the Richter scale. Yeah, that's exactly the Willington scale. So I, yeah, the Willington scale. Yeah. When when Pandemic Legacy season two comes out, yeah, Chris and I will consider naming one of the diseases if we get the opportunity to. Yeah. Uh, maybe call it Willington esque or what would you yeah, yeah. Would possibly you one of the incu- possibly one of the incurable diseases. Sam, would the, would the Frosty <laughs> D's make a return, or have you been so torn uh, by them? Uh, at, at the moment, the f- and, and we can't really say much because it's a massive, massive spoiler for the game. But at the moment, the Frosty D's have taken a horrible, disgusting turn, and they have become the blight of our game. And on- yeah. honestly, Dan. At the moment, whenever we draw, because the Frosty D's are part of the Blue Europe contingent, when it, at the moment, we're drawing one of those cards is a blight on our whole game at the moment. Like, literally, it, it's gotten that serious. It's... You are welcome. When do I get to open a nice present? It's Christmas! Present. Yay! It is Christmas. We have secret Santa'd um, throughout everything. I thought, though, before we get to unwrap gifts, maybe mm. we should unwrap all the joy that was unleashed recently um, via the um, was it the game the game what is it they call game it? awards the game was it just called a game, game awards I think the game awards and PlayStation experience what is that shit I don't I don't know where uh, it was revealed that we're going to be getting uh, a big sequel a big a big sequel. You know, it's a Ooh. sequel that we've all been all been waiting yeah. for. Yeah, I know what you're thinking. Yeah, of. you know what I'm thinking about. Knack two. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, it's the sequel we've all been shouting about. Rem- Why? Why not a sequel to Knack? The <laughs> the, the 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 who gives a shit packing game. <laughs> like, oh my. That, god. I found that very surprising, considering that was just there as a kind of a pet project to launch the console. Well, yeah, but it wasn't it wasn't a pet project. It was it was put together as a a way to like every once in a while a console will release with a game that is basically a showcase to all the other developers. So they just say this is how you do this is how we did particle effects in our version of the game. You can do particle effects in your version of a game like this. Like here is a way that you can do dynamic loading of blah 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 blah. This is the way that you could do it as well. Like and and here's us getting 60 frames a second. It was, it's also an internal project, which whenever they have a new thing available, like the PS Pro, for example, that will be they they can guarantee they've always got something there that they can bring up to. Because obviously, Knack is is now has now a a pro m- mode, you know, in Pete, case you needed it to be more knacky. Pete, are you saying the developers of Knack <laughs> didn't feel that the rest, anyone else had learnt their lesson, and they felt that that warranted a sequel for them to teach more lessons about how to do high quality gaming? For a next-gen console. I mean, the other side of that is Knack did sell a whole bunch of... Well, there are a whole bunch of people who have played Knack. Well, didn't it come free with lots of consoles? Not free, it came included as part of bundle. I mean, and it's been cheap a lot. Yeah. But Um, the the, the thing is, it has kind of been the year of the surprising sequel. uh, Because Watch Dogs didn't review very well, but they still made Watch Dogs 2, which apparently is... Really, really good, but did mm. not sell well. Mm. Titanfall didn't do very well, but did critically well. In terms of sales, it didn't do well. But Titanfall 2 has been critically very well received, with some people saying like it's the best first-person shooter campaign in many years, but has sold pitifully to the point mm. where the multiplayer was free last weekend or something like that. 
and now we're getting Knack, a game that didn't receive very much praise critically, but is now getting a a deserved sequel. It seems it it kind of there's just been lots of like flying in the face of adversity with with games this year. It's just really weird, and all released it... in really weird windows as well. Like Titanfall was released, what was it? During just before Infinite Warfare and just after Battlefield or something like that, like yeah, yeah, it was like back to back, like Battlefield One, Call of Duty, uh, and then yeah, that, and they launched. I think they also did re-releases of like or expanded versions of some of the other first-person shooters, like I think Destiny and yeah, Star Destiny, Wars Battlefront and stuff yeah. like that. Got a bunch of t- bunch of content. Um, I mean, if you think about it though, like last year and maybe the year before that was the let's do the HD remakes that everybody wants, which is like always a safe bet because it's like, oh, you can play this again. You can play Sleeping Dogs on PS4. Um, Like, you know, relatively, we know how many of these we will sell. And then the next safest thing you can do when you've run out of all the games to do HD remakes of uh, that are easily done uh, is, is, well, let's do a sequel to a thing that did well. Like or to a thing that we want to build out a bit more. So it's understandable why Watch Dogs happened because Ubisoft put millions and millions and millions of dollars worth of advertising into the first one and they built up a brand. And unfortunately, I think that that sort of put a few people off. The, se- the quality of the first one sort of put off a few people from the second one, which is a bit of a shame. Um, <clears throat> whereas, and like Titanfall 2, it's like, well, we've built the engine. It was an Xbox One exclusive. Let's put it out to PS4. Let's do a cool campaign while we do it. Like, yeah, it seems all fine and stuff. But again, it feels like um, like nothing's like most of the AAA games just haven't really been selling. It's uh, no. Well, didn't Call of Duty take like a forty percent drop in sales or something like that? I mean, I yeah, so. it was it was a, it was a big dent. But I mean, yeah. you know, but forty percent big... of gajillion is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's still gajillions. Um, yeah, it's uh, but then that's that's the that's the realities of of that's the realities of how people are feeling right now, right? Like it's it's uh, not not to be too much of a downer, but like if, <laughs> at this time of year, at this time of year, but like a whole bunch, if you, like all of those games that we just mentioned, all those massive AAA games that all cost forty fifty quid, all of them, which are all sort of you know seven eight nine mark, well. They're not selling, ba- they're none of them are selling really badly. It's just there's a, a lot of games that come out at this sort of time. There's no one clear that's the game you want. It's it's all a bit sort of you know. There's no Grand Theft Auto that's come out. No, like and, there's and, no one thing. And I've certainly heard some critics and journalists saying that usually in such a crowded marketplace like that this year has been, that usually publishers would push stuff back, but. Because mm. Call of Duty's been on the wane, like I've heard some critics and journalists saying that all the publishers now want to be the publisher that beats Call of Duty, that like yeah. snags up that the, the wastage that's happening. Rather than push back and get a better window in like January, early sort of spring, when that sort of dead period happens before the summer. Mm. But it's just like, it's been really weird. But don't worry, guys, because all the games that you want are coming out soon. So we have a PlayStation experience, which was our first look at the Crash Bandicoot stuff. Oh, my God. Okay, yeah. I had no idea this PlayStation experience thing was happening until I started seeing certain titles trending on Twitter. I was like, what? Mm. What's going Mm. on? (laughs) 
So, the so crash- this is this is the remake. So yeah, so it pretty much looks like to me that they've rebuilt Crash Bandicoot from the ground up because it does look stunning and it looks incredible. But unfortunately, from what I've seen, and obviously any of us are yet to play it, like they've Crash Bandicoot, as Chris will attest, was a game made very much to the limitations of its time. Yes. So now that they've revamped it and made it all look sexy, when I was watching someone play the first level, I just thought, this looks a bit, this looks like it plays a little bit shit. This looks like it's 1996 again. Yeah. Do you mean? Compared to, and also there's the Parappa the Rapper remaster, but that actually genuinely (laughs) looks like it might be half decent. Yeah. Also, um, also, how do you improve on press X when we tell you to press X? <laughs> like, it's not like whereas like platforming is you know platforming has come on so many like leaps and bounds. Uh, and uh, but you know like I mean. Oh, by the way, by the way, by the way, it's, by the way, yeah. by the way, by the way. Before we before we start, I saw someone on Twitter the other week say that they've only just realised that the sensei, what's his name, who teaches proper the rapper how to Union. fight. Oh, do you mean Chop Chop Master Onion? Chop Chop Master Onion. He's a literal rap scallion. He's a scallion that raps. Oh my god. He's a rap scallion. Oh my god. <laughs> he is. He is. He's a rap scallion. That is incredible. I think I've just actually watched Pete's head explode. You just saw, you just, you just saw on, like, like, talking with me, like, you just saw the exact same expression that I had when somebody said, um, uh, uh, somebody said, um, oh, like, Phoenix Down, like, this is a Final Fantasy thing, Phoenix Down, it, it's the, it's the feathers of the phoenix, whereas previously I just thought, what's Phoenix Down mean? Uh, f- the phoenix is down, you press this button and it revives them, I don't know. Like, mint Phoen- me. Like, What's that? Yeah, all like, about? yeah, yeah, exactly. Like mince me. Yeah. Oh my god, he's a rapping. Sc- That's brilliant. That's absolutely amazing. I love, I love the idea of a Final Fantasy um, bed set with like Phoenix Dan kind of pillows. Oh. Well, you Don't can- cry on them. Oh my gosh, I've got. Oh man, I've got. Uh, I've got to get onto uh, Amazon later and see if that exists. Um, a mythical uh, bird. It's not too late, it's Dad. It's a Santa's wish list. <laughs> I mean, on a, on, a, on a related note, um, on the PlayStation experience, I think there was a Final Fantasy XV trailer or something like that. I've been playing it for like a couple of hours, and it was way too early for me to like start talking okay. about it. But like, yeah, it's. I'm going to talk about it a lot next year. Like, it's it's really interesting game. Um, but the okay, so there's Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, uh, kind of the looks... reboot. Mm. Yeah, fine. What else is there? What, what uh, else do we get? We there's... got. Uh, we got at the Game Awards. We got a new trailer for Death Stranding, which starred Guillermo del Toro and Mads Mikkelsen. Which is uh, and a and a baby in a test tube, and everyone's cool. less and a tentacle tank, and black ink, and I don't think anyone's more the wiser as to what that game's about or what. I'd say the opposite. Really, yeah. Is yeah, anyone think, actually I'm, surprised at that though? <laughs> that we don't know I'm what's going on. I'm surprised to see Mad Mickelson. That that was a. I think that's a lovely move, and I think that. Um, uh, it, I think that goes to attest the pedigree that Hideo's got, that he can obviously reach out and pick these stars up and probably goes to show how much Sony's putting behind him, that they can just be like, yeah, let's get, what you know, probably the biggest villain actor of 
of of of the last sort of three or four years and drop him into your game and then um get one of the like biggest fantasy directors um and you just drop him and put him into a trailer like like obviously there's some clout going on behind the work and it's just whether there's a game to to stand next to it yeah because it's to strand next to yeah. it hey. the, the thing the thing that Don't i worry about him. is the <laughs> the thing that i worry about is at the moment like games like movies are yeah. taking a wonderful verge towards actually being fun like <laughs> <laughs> yeah but you know what i mean like yeah yeah i do we like with watchdogs 2 like is actually looks like a fun game to play like it's bright and it's vibrant and it has contrasts mm. and it's not like from what i've played of the phantom pain which is just blah 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 pete's like, game of the no, year f- no fun of it no there's no like fun that there used to be to a, a hideo kojima game and like Marvel films, they're fun, they're peppy, but they also have those moments of contrast where you're actually allowed to get emotionally invested with the characters rather mm. than hate them because they're all mopey assholes. Same with Final Fantasy XV. Like I've heard it's actually fun and you actually get to know the characters yeah. and they're like... Yeah, it is, yeah. And well, I worry that Death Stranding is just going to be the death. And, uh, what, go, go back to the gears of warification of, uh, of video games? Yeah, but I don't, I don't just... see what the what the problem is with that as long as because what all that means is you've got a, a wider variety so if you want the fun you've got your your guardians of the galaxy or your watchdogs too and then if you want your serious you've got your death stranding or but it's not but it's not i'm not saying that i'm I'm kind of using broader terms i'm not saying like one is fun and one is serious what i'm saying is that you don't you can't elicit an emotional response out of someone by just being like serious and dramatic all the time. There's got yeah, to be, yeah. there's got to be changes. And there was a long time in games and in movies where everything was green and gray and everything was depressing and serious. Like in, like in gears of war where it's just so po faced and serious, but now like the Marvel films have come along and like injected this sense that hang on a minute, like, if we we can actually like get to know the characters when they're having fun and they're interacting with each other and there's like pathos and there's and there, there's actually a way in and then bam then you're hit with a serious stuff and it impacts ten times harder and mm. that that works that's you know narrative progression rather than just being there like was... oh my wife's dead and I'm unhappy but it, yeah you have to yeah. you have to earn it yeah you have yeah to exactly. Earn it. And there was this time where everything everything was a gritty reboot, you know? Like, there was this time when everything had to out, you know, uh, vis- visceral each other, you know? Um, I whereas, mean, let's not pretend that that's not still happening. I mean, we've talked no, about it still happen, quite but a lot of times in the past about kind of Marvel versus DC, and that's kind of, Sam, what you're, exactly what you're saying. One One half of that is giving you the pathos, but it's been backed up by... Uh, an element of light-heartedness and a, an ability to connect with the characters where the other side is just going in at the ground floor, yeah, yeah, dark, yeah. gritty pathos, you must be feeling serious here, this is a serious important But there's thing. more variety now there's more variety, like like at the moment it feels like there is, uh, you're right Like there there are these games and, and, and films and, and so on, which are the um they have that like hard gritty oh this is you know this is a difficult watch and then you know there are also those things where there is a bit more fun to them and it feels like there's quite a nice balance at the moment i don't i don't just want to go back to the arcades like i don't just want another like 1989 of everything is bright and colorful and made by taito but like at the same time like 
it is nice to see video games publishers going, we don't have to just follow this weird trend of, yeah. of super, it, it, you know. It kind of all depends what Hideo does because, like, Dark Souls and Bloodborne are utterly serious, depressing games that are built to make you feel like you're you're trudging through hell and, like, there's yeah. no... There's no light and dark in those games. They're just they're just dark, but they're enjoyable because of the mechanics and the the art direction of them. That's where you get your enjoyment from. So, as long as Death Stranding can be a dark, it can be a serious, very, but the mechanics behind it have to be backed up, which is why I've not really started getting into Phantom Pain because it's a very serious sort of po-faced Metal Gear Solid, but the mechanics aren't there to really back up the gameplay. Like, I feel like they're a bit lacking, which I've just, just been like, well, I, I can't... I don't want to spend a lot of time in this world playing these dodgy mechanics because these characters aren't really characters that I can relate to or feel engaged with anyway. So there's nothing bringing me into the game. I can put up with dodgy yeah. mechanics if the characters are lovely, but I can't do... The, I mean, yeah. at the risk of, like... Um, Scratching at, the, at this kind of like freshly healing wound, as Peter would probably call it, um, on, Phantom yeah. Pain. The mechanics are always fine with it. It's just the world itself is just so boring and empty and repetitive that, and with a narrative that was very, so thinly stretched out and not very um, rewarding and not didn't lack a real payoff. Um, but it, it it left me with a bit of a meh feeling, to be honest. I just it, it it's the. The, the the control sophistication is not is not there to and the and the, and the, the the things that you do in the world are not serious and yet the game itself wants to tell a very very self serious story about private military companies and, and then you can make a horse torture. do a poo yeah exactly and it's and it's like and MGS has always had that stuff but it's always been much 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 further in the background a kind like, of a blink and you'll like, miss it kind of moment. Yeah, and like codec calls, you have to make it a really specific time to, you know, or or you know a a if you don't go down to the you know if you don't go down to basement floor two, you won't see the naked guard that's been bashed over the head. Like like it, that's always been in the background. You can always yeah miss it, but with with Phantom Pain, it's it's very like I mean, there's even like looks to the camera. There's even like little like snake like turning to the camera and looking directly down the camera it's like oh isn't this hilarious and it's like you know 20 minutes early you've just found out about a bunch of child soldiers you're like it just what is this it just felt that like they took the e3 presentation and they built they just stretched it out from that yeah um that's what it felt like but talking (laughs) but, but talking about seriousness and um uh things being getting down to pretty serious games well one's a dlc uh, release from naughty dog also got announced at the playstation experience so uh last of us part two is coming um i mean no gameplay ellie and joel back back again it's all i needed uh, i'm fully on board uh yeah um i'm more, yeah yeah i mean yeah yeah, no. So but, no, no. I'm but, I'm genuinely fully on board because I I probably The Last of Us probably the best game I've ever played. Um, yeah. Or at least up there in the top two. Uh, it ended perfectly. I would have been happily left that story to itself. However, that's before where I'm I see you best jump in, Pete. Before you yeah, jump yeah, in, right, right. 
I would have happily left that where it was and said, you know what, that's a lovely way to finish that story. Seeing the trailer, seeing the step back into the story, I'm interested. I'm interested, okay, what is this? I want to hear this story now. This feels like a yeah. different story. Same people, same world, but it feels like a, a an honest evolution of the original story. Yeah, but it's it's one of the few video games that knew how to end... And now they've gone, just kidding, <laughs> here's some more. It, it, it kind of, like... I, I agree with Dan, though. It kind <clears> of, <throat> I want to see more about, unlike Uncharted, where I sort of closed myself off from the story and didn't want to see anything, I'd actually be more interested with, like, seeing trailers and seeing gameplay footage from this. Because mm. from what they showed there, like, just going through that house, there was no sign of infection, there was no sign of... Um, the monsters that were in the first game, every person that was in that house was was human, and so I I wonder whether they're going to completely drop the like even drop the um, the infection part of it and it just be a a, a, a revenge story from with with Ellie and almost Ellie taking the lead and Joel trying to hold her back again. Um, for, for me, I think the the key aspect is that it's not. The Last of Us Two is The Last of Us Part Two. Part Two. Yeah. It's 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 a continuation so, of a story, as opposed to what? Uncharted One, Uncharted Two. They are two individual stories. They're interconnecting parts, but it's two individual stories. This is an evolution right. of the original story. I, I mean, for me, I'd, I'd be curious to know that if I'd be the one thing that I'd be that pique my curiosity would be if Ellie finds out Joel's lie, in terms of how she comes to terms with that and how that is developed through the course of the game. Because that's mm. essentially, that's where it ends. I mean, that's the only thing that would pique my curiosity with this, really. That's that's the only thing I can see with Warren to part two, sticking with these same characters, living with the consequences mm. of that choice that he made. But, gentlemen, I've got a, I've got a theory, and I want to take you on the little trip. I want to take you on a journey. Uh, I've I got my hat on. I want you to, uh, I want you to imagine... Uh, that uh, this is this is my conspiracy, right? Okay, because as part of this experience, whatever it was, they also showed the Uncharted single player DLC. So this is going to be uh, featuring Chloe, Lost Legacy, and uh, yeah, apparently it's going to be longer than the um, uh, full game than the Last of Us <laughs> DLC, but shorter than the full game. Um, so I think. And this is this is my theory that I oh, think Naughty Dog are genuinely trying to marry up the Uncharted and Last of Us universes. We already know right. that they exist in the same universe, but I think that there were clues within this DLC that are starting to show that they're moving towards. So, in the footage that we saw, Chloe yeah. was in yeah. a war-torn environment in the Middle East. So I'm thinking that's dodgy political ground to probably get involved with if you're a popular AAA game publisher. Yeah. Second thing, lots of dead bodies being carted off just lying around in the street. Third mm-hmm. thing, Chloe at one point is accosted by a guard and they ask her what part are you from and she says something like Area J. So I'm thinking, hmm, quarantine areas. Why not just say, like, the region you're from or the village or the town? Like, why refer to it 
from a letter. And the whole like setting of the piece is a lot more Last of Us than it is than it is Uncharted. I mean the colours are very muted, it's very reserved and like you Uncharted four actually was more Last of Us than any of the Uncharted's gone before before them. Like there's that Uncharted four already had that like shift in tone and and mm. everything was a lot more sort of like there was almost like this ominous cloud hanging over the whole in game. Like even the menus and the UI were more Last of Us than anything that gone before it. And now with this Chloe Chloe DLC, I mean they could just make like a five hour like bright and cheerful like heist experience. But I think there are I think there are little clues there. I think I've got a feeling that they're going to try and marry up the universes. So I think there may be an Uncharted five. How does Crash Bandicoot fit into this? Well, <laughs> it li- literally does because uh, so the you can find a Crash Bandicoot relic and also Jack a and Jack Daxter. and Daxter relic in Uncharted. That'd be incredible. So, they were the same universe. Well, actually, no. Technically, actually, they're not. Though, actually, no, because they play Crash Bandicoot they on the play console, Crash don't Bandicoot, they? So. Uh, so, Crash Bandicoot obviously isn't real. So, so, but he's a fiction. <laughs> he's a fiction within that universe. That's right, Chris. Wait, he, well, I just, no, I just want to make it clear for the listeners. Well, I know. It's not real. <laughs> you heard in it here the first. Uncharted universe, he could be real, and yeah. like he was this ancient figure, and in the Uncharted universe, he was revered so much that they made his own computer game. Yeah. Is anyone writing this yeah. down? I think yeah. we're falling down a bit of a rabbit yeah. hole here. I'm, I'm, I'm writing it down in my own shit on a wall because that's the sort of level of quality of this conspiracy theory. Yeah, I remember reading what? that screenplay. I think it's. I think. I think we we or. Nah, right. Well, so, so I happens, think Sam might be onto something if it, here. If and this happens, could be the point I, at which that news breaks. I yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll we'll make a little we'll make a little mark here. If 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 Sam, if you're right, if you're right, I I would be. I don't think I would be surprised. I think it's a really interesting way that they could go with it. I, I genuinely do think it would well, be hang on. for them to go. Let's make, let's make this interesting. Pete, would you bet something on this? Oh, yes. No. No, come on, Chris. come on, come on. It's Christmas time. <laughs> no. it's, it's a time of betting. No. no. <laughs> it's a time of gambling. Yeah. No. It's, um, no I, I, think Sam, I, think, I think Sam's come up with a really good idea. Yeah. I just wonder whether or not... I don't know... No, I'm not. I'm, yeah. I'm not asking you to bet on whether it's a good idea. I'm asking you to bet whether actually that is what they're going to do. I mean, why put the thing in in um, Uncharted Three in that newspaper if they didn't at one point think of marrying? I the think world it's just. Up? Because I think absolutely they live in the same universe. But the thing in Uncharted Three was a fun little nod. That's all it was. They absolutely live in the same Ooh. universe, but I don't think they're going to double down on it in the same way that you think they are. I don't. I don't think that like an old Nathan Drake is going to appear in The Last of Us any any time soon. I don't think that. Oh, man. I don't think that's going to happen. But I just think that there might be. I reckon we might get to see a bit more of The Last of Us, and them dealing with it in Uncharted. I think yeah. there's going to be an Uncharted Five, and I think they might start referencing stuff that begins to happen in the world in that a lot more. Like, why don't they drag out Nathan Drake out of retirement to deal to start deal with the uh, with the infected? He's already got all the stealth shit sorted out. Deal with that. Oh look, look, there's a bunch of plant zombies over there. No, 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 no. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> uh, my entire my entire stealth mechanic requires me to hide in plants. <laughs> <laughs>
Right, can we open? Can we open? Presents? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, hang on, hang on. I'll just get. You're my... literally like a child. Do we? Do we? Do we need to? Do we need to explain the? Yes. The whole yes. the whole do concept we... of gift giving. Whole... Well, this is no. this, do, <laughs> yeah. Pepe, this is a new Secret Santa system. So... <coughs> it's not the system yeah. hasn't changed. It has. Well, no, it hasn't. Okay, so we wrapped it outside. In. And there are requirements this time. All oh, right, I see. Yeah, the mechanics within the system have changed. Yeah, but the system. I'm not, I'm not, not suggesting we reinvented the system of a Secret Santa. Okay, so what was the limit? How much could we spend? Well, okay, hang well, on, Chris. Hang on, Chris. Let's just <laughs> let's just go. Let's take a step even further back, because there's history with this secret Santa. Well, we're not going to the nativity. Shall I? Shall I? Okay. Shall I lead on this one? Yeah. yeah yes. Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. So, um, several there once years was ago. a man named Jesus. <laughs> um, no. So, um, so the uh, so we all used to do a podcast together called the Retrospect Podcast. Uh, and uh, don't go looking for it now because the website's fallen over. Uh, so uh, we, yeah, so we used to do that. And one of the best things, genuine, genuinely, one of the most exciting things uh, that we used to do was a secret Santa every single year, where we would, uh, where we would, um, we would buy a gift for one another, and we'd obviously completely secret, standard secret Santa gifts uh, ideas uh, and rules applied um and then we would open them on the show and then we'd all go hey or some of us would go oh and then they'd get a debilitating hobby for the next six years (laughs) so so um so the so this year what we've decided we we decided you know what this is the first christmas where we've been doing staying in and um uh we thought we'd do it again and i think it's i i well i obviously i wanted to because i love giving and sometimes receiving gifts um and um so the rules this year were the following. Um, we upped our budget. We doubled our budget. We said this year you can spend up to £10 on a gift for one of the other people. And the, who we got was drawn by uh, your uh, good lady, Dan, uh, uh, as, as per the custom. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's drawn by yeah. Holly. Um, and um, so uh, this year, yes, the, the budget was £10. And we also decided that uh, two other things. One, the stipulation had to be that the other person would enjoy the thing. Uh, that you genuinely believe that the other person would get some level of enjoyment. The thimble clause. I, I don't recall that rule. I don't recall that note. I don't recall enjoyment. <laughs> uh, I know failed. <laughs> oh, dear. So, uh, so well, uh, good. About as well organised as usual. So, And the third thing is, um, if there was a stipulation, like... If um, now this stemmed out of the idea of let's say for example, and this didn't happen, but let's say for example, I was like, I would really like a you know a graphic novel. I, I haven't got a new graphic novel to read. I really like a graphic novel. Somebody, whoever gets me Secret Santa, go f- go find me a fun uh, graphic novel to read. And so the idea would be, you know, if you wanted to start a new hobby or if you wanted to start uh, like going down a new sort of board game or collectible thing or whatever, then that would be a really cool opportunity to to get into that sort of stuff. And then the rule is we open them on the podcast, and then we will play them and invariably talk about them at some point. Uh, so, should we say about like what our stipulations were? Well, let's each open up our before we open up each of our presents. Okay. We're stipulate what it was we were looking forward to. Now, Peter, okay. yours is the one I'm most looking forward to because your criteria was the most esoteric. <laughs> um, so, I don't know whether to save yours till last. I think really. save. Yeah, fine. I think it's important to save Peter. So. Everyone can hear what ours how normal requests. ours were, yeah. How normal ours were, and reasonable, and how unreasonable and <laughs> utterly. Chris, Chris, you've been ill. You need the pep. 
I do. So yeah. I think, Chris, you should start. Thank you. Thank you, Sam. Again. I, I asked if My Secret Santa could get for me either a graphic novel or something along the lines of a board game. Oh. Um, I'm guessing by the size Broad of the package, strikes. that's not a graphic novel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to open it now. Ooh, hello. Good. There's some audio commentary. Ah! I, ah. Have, I have the game Arboretum by Dan Kesser. Oh, thank you very much. That is a gorgeous game. I've also got What's something. Good? I've got what looks to be. Um, looks to be like a credit card that has been wrapped. So I nearly ripped that in half because it's so thin, <laughs> this thing. What's, How the hell what's do I unwrap this? Arboretum. What's Arboretum? Is oh um, well, the back of it's written in German. Um, right. <laughs> ein Arboretum ist eine Gartenlage mit den verschiedensten Baumarten in den wunderbarsten Waben der Natur. Great. <laughs> oh my God! You got a German well, board game. Brilliant. Brilliant. Oh my God. Chris, oh, did you God. once get a German? <laughs> I bought I bought you a copy of Elder Scrolls in German. <laughs> <laughs> the cycle is complete. Oh, and, and and that little thing I said was like a credit card that had been wrapped. It was actually the English instructions were wrapped separately. <laughs> <laughs> oh, kind. Oh, That's my beautiful. God. Oh, fantastic! Honestly, oh. genuinely, I'm really hyped to play this. Because this was actually this was actually um, on a lot of people's top ten lists for um, light kind of card games, and I like um, uh, games that are very visually aesthetically pleasing, and this definitely falls into this category. So if, what, um, what sort of, I, I can what sort of you, style is it? Like a Carcassonne or a... I, I can give uh, Arboretum is a game is a card game for two people, where the idea is that you create your own arboretum. You, uh, the idea is, is you're basically, you've got um, eight or ten different types of trees and you have a, a sort of like a hand of trees and you place them in your garden. And the idea is, is that you've got to um, create a pathway of trees. So ending in one type of tree and finishing in the same type of tree, but creating wow. a pathway between them. So the idea is, is basically you're creating a walk in your garden uh, amongst nice. the trees. I mean, it's be- it's beautiful. The cards are exquisite, and and it's it's actually what people have said. Actually, it's a very good game to learn about different trees. The only problem is they're all in German, <laughs> so there are trees such as so the, you'll be, the A. You'll I'll be, be walk- very well versed in trees, but not in my own language. Yeah. You'll be you'll be walking you'll, you'll be walking in a, a forest one day, and and uh, you know your partner will turn to you and go, oh, what, what, "What kind of tree is that, Chris? Oh, that's a <laughs> like, that's a great, I've got an, that's a great... an our horn. I'm assuming it's like an oak, like acorn. Oh, that that could be Ike, actually oak Ike. I don't know what the flamen bam is. A flamen bam. <laughs> there's a uh, there's a really interesting mechanic in arboretum where so the idea is is that you have to make a pathway of ascending numbers between two um, types uh, of trees, right. but you can only score those pathways. If you hold in your hand the highest value card between the two people of that particular tree, so yes. so even though you're trying to place down trees that are of high value in order to create a pathway, 
if you go too gung ho and are putting like two higher value cards, and then you've only you're left with like a three in your hand. If your opponent has the four card of that tree, they will actually score their pathway, and you can't score yours. Right. And also, there's a twist in the rules, like with matcher. If you've got the one, the one beats an eight, which I think is highest scoring card. So it's um, it's going to be mean, three, the ul- Chris. It is. I mean, the ultimate twist is it's not in English. But that is yes. brilliant. That is so, thank but you very much, English Secret rules, Santa. That is, so, uh, yeah, I know. It's a gorgeous game. Thank you very much. What a great gift. Thank you, Secret Santa. I mean, Dankeschön. <laughs> Dankeschön, Chris Kringle. I'll, I'll go next because mine's half open. So, thanks to the uh, British Mail system, I'll show you. I'll show you this side of the package, and then I'll okay. slowly rotate it. To, re- to reveal the, <laughs> the, uh, the uh, talk, but but I'll um, but I'll make uh, an auditory. There we go. I'll just I'll just rip it and pull it aside. Brilliant. So, well, do you want to um, tell us what your what your request oh, was? Oh yes. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. My request this year was that um, basically I read a lot, but I never mm. read, and I do read some um, uh, um, fact books. But mainly fiction. non-fiction. But mainly, yeah, well, non-fiction. Well, f- surely fact is a quicker and easier way to say non-fiction. Fine, fine. Um, factual literary discourse. Yes. Anyway, lovely. And but I never read autobiographies. I just find them wastes of time. And if I want to find mm-hmm. out about someone's life, I'd rather like listen to an interview with them, with the journalist yeah. or something like that, or read a wikipedia article so i thought no let's let's get out of this um headspace and um i so i asked that i wanted to read um someone's autobiography and because like autobiographies are mainly kind of written for people or you know you know justin bieber's already got three of them or something shit like that i thought there's the best the best way is for someone else to curate me a list or like get me started and show me the best. So I asked for an autobiography and I got two. Oh, I got two. Was one the English translation of the other? (laughs) (laughs) Um, One of them has been read on radio Four, So that's going to save me a lot of time in reading. Um, What is second hand? Well, no, it's not like, what do you mean? It's second hand. It's been read. Well, no, I just think it's been read on Radio 4. I, th- I think maybe there is a logo on the front of Re- the book saying, Re- as read, read, read out, on Radio 4. Oh, read out loud oh, on Radio 4. I can only assume, the, this, I can only assume that the Secret Santa didn't take it off the people at Radio 4 and say, this is mine now. <laughs> and Radio 4 have their like own way of inscribing in the page, like, this has been read on Radio 4. Yeah, they actually, they actually transcribe <laughs> it directly from Radio 4. In the Radio 4 library. You could listen uh, anyway. and read at the same time. Anyway, this is a, uh, a a book called Lucky Man, and it's not a book about the creation of the hit um, uh, single by uh, what were they called? Oh, that would that would have been a good joke there, Sam. If I actually, uh... <laughs> actually remembered the name of the <laughs> band starring Richard Ashcroft as their lead singer, uh, they also have the hits of the Drugs Don't Work and the other one where he's walking. Forwards through a street while everything goes backwards. Oh, my sides. <laughs> the verb. There we are. Anyway, there we are. It's Michael J. Fox's autobiography, Lucky Man. For he is a oh, lucky wow. man. Um, 
Compelling reading, says the mail on Sunday. I will read you a sentence from it now. I apologised. She accepted. We got back to work and the scampy incident was never mentioned again. (laughs) 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 Intrigue. Um, So I'm generally interested in reading Lucky Man. And there was a rather larger tome was inserted along with this Santa's present. And this has not been read on Radio 4. Um, and it's The Long Walk to Freedom by Mr. Nelson Mandela. Oof. Face. There, there he is. is. Hard swings. Um, and does that, does that have a similar extract? I'll read a <laughs> sentence from it. Um, uh, Helen pursed her lips and waited. Then... After some moments, she scowled at me and said sharply, What has my age to do with this case, Nelson? Gosh. I mean, so I think as... I mean, considering the amount of dross and awful autobiographies that are out there, I think I've genuinely... And I think that buying an autobiography for someone actually is quite a personal and... Yeah. um, Particularly if it's their own. Yeah, yeah. It's. A, I think if you're going to do it right, I think that you. It's very. It's a gift that you can put a lot of thought into, and I just like yeah. to whoever Santa is. I just like to thank them because these are the genuinely, genuinely like these are two fascinating people, and I can't wait mm. to actually find out a bit more about their lives. And like, I could have easily gotten Biggins's autobiography. <laughs> yeah. Or like, who one was of the it? Judges off strictly. Who was it? Who um. It was it was like a publishing mistake, but they accidentally got bits of David Jason's biography. Pages of it were accidentally published in their biography. <laughs> it was Bridget Jones and David Jason's autobiography. <laughs> the latest Bridget Jones book had chunks of David Jason's memoirs in the middle. <laughs> oh my god! So halfway through, like Bridget Jones talking about like big pants and man babies like you just got stories about her being like an east end lad growing up and filming on Isse- in essex for my secret santa i requested either a two-player board game to play with my lovely wife or one of the things uh, i like to do is me and my wife we play uh, video games which are narrative driven she doesn't like to play but so i play and then she can follow the story or inflect on the story so games like heavy rain or beyond two souls branching narrative games is what we really enjoy because she feels she can be part of the story okay so that's what i requested okay um looking at the handwriting on the on the packet i think i know who this is as such i haven't opened it because i fear they haven't wrapped it (laughs) i may be right i may be wrong Oh, no, they have wrapped it. I tell a lie. So there we go. Oh. It's not a board game. It's clearly a video game. Uh, Could be a board game. Could be very slim. If it is the person I think it (laughs) is, something tells me they will have ignored um, (laughs) my request because there may well have been a game that they wanted me to play and will have got me it regardless. No, you've got to follow the rules, Dan. You've got to follow the rules. Oh. Okay, okay. Hang on. I Again, I tell a lie. Uh, I'm a oh little God. bit concerned that they give me a PS3 game. And my PS3 is locked away in a cupboard. Oh, it's easy to get locked. But they have got me uh, a Telltale Games series, The Wolf Among Us. Oh, wow. Which explains why a certain person in this, per- in this group the other day said to me, Dad, have you played any Telltale games? <laughs> 
<laughs> to which point I said, uh, only, only Walking Dead. I haven't played any of the ones. Okay, fair enough. Uh, wow. Uh, is I that the same, you... Dan? Is that the same secret Santa that rang me up the night before we were recording, in, 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 in like a whispered kind of high-pitched secret Santa voice, rang me to double check that I was a person they were meant to be buying for? Well, let me see. Uh, IGN says amazing. Uh, nine out of ten from Game Informer, Digital Trends, and IGN. Ten out of ten from Joystick and the Escapist. Can you contain the beast within? Well, I will find out if I can. Uh, the Wolf Among Us. It's obviously it's based on a very famous uh, graphic novel series. So if you enjoy the world uh, within The Wolf Among Us, then you uh, there's there's more story to be had. It's it's a really interesting concept that you. What's what's the name of the main character? It's uh, something like um, Big B Bear. Um, Big B Wolf. Yeah. Big, yeah. big, big bad wolf. The big bad wolf. Big B wolf. Uh, you're you are characters out of a fable. So like Sleeping Beauty's in it, and uh, the Seven Dwarves, and you're all like fable characters from the graphic novel Fables. Um, and basically, like shit starts happened, like like they start to die or something like that. Like, but I one thing I would say, Dan. One thing I would say, Dan, is you do not need to know anything about fables. No, no, no. It's a, it's very much a self-contained story. Is there any chance uh, I can play this on a PS4? Well, not unless uh, you buy it yourself. <laughs> Take the famously backwards compatible PS4. <laughs> uh, but no, thank you very much. It looks very, very interesting. Uh, Dan, it's going to make it more of an event when you get out of the PS3. It's the happiest I've ever been with a Secret Santa gift, I have to say. Right. Excellent. But thank you very much. Um, so, what we've had so far, we've had uh, a, a graphic novel, a two-player card game. Uh, I asked for like a, a, a narrative-driven game or a two-player card game. Kind of all of these you can find quite easy. Sam, you asked for an autobiography. There is a multitude of places where one could get uh, an autobiography. Pete, yeah. what did you ask for? I asked for an inbox with manual Uh Game, video game. So far, easy. so easy. Easy, yeah, easy. For the Japan-only PC Engine. Can I just say that was discontinued in 1993? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, right? Wait, I do you want to request a Fabergé egg next year? I've got so many, so many games, so many games like over there uh, in boxes. If I'd said, oh, I just want a PS4 game, or oh, I just want a PS3 game, like, like, I was worried that somebody would, would, um, like, just get me a one I already had. I was, I was giving, I was giving to you. And also, whoever the Secret Santa is, has, I'm sure, learned an awful lot about the wonderful world of PC Engine and how complicated yes. the entire platform structure is. I bet they have. And also the fact that actually the PC game engine goes under different names in different countries. Yes, And it actually does. has a completely different cartridge. Some actually call them PC game engines and they're CDs. Some call them that with cartridges, so I hear. Yeah, yeah. So Some would say maybe your secret system. Santa flipped a coin to decide which one <laughs> would be the one you were fishing for. Excellent, excellent. So shall I open it? Or oh, is it wrapped? I think this is oh the first God. year where every single present has been wrapped. Yeah. We're well done, people. I've, 
I'm very impressed with us. I mean, Royal Mail did their very best budget to now. prevent that. Yeah. Hold on. Oh. Oh. Can I Here just say, did Peace. Pete... Oh, I, I was tuning out looking at Amazon for some stuff. Did Pete mention before this that one of his other choices for games was for the person to get him a boxed Game Boy game with manual that Pete had never played before? Or Game Gear. Yeah, that, that. Or Game Gear. Or Game Gear. Yeah, so straightforward. I'll save that for next year. Well, I'm very excited. Here we go. It's a copy of Dragon Spirit. By Namcot. Oh my word. And it's a Who card. Congratulations, whoever my secret center is. You've absolutely got it right. Amazing. Dragon Spirit. I've no idea what this game is, by the way. Or how to play it, or what it's about. Let's have a look. Good job you got the manual, innit? Yeah, I mean... It'll... Is it in Japanese? It's all in Japanese. <laughs> okay, all right. English manual. No, if not, unfortunately. Okay, so this, this, oh my wordly word. So this is a, from what it, I can tell, it's a top-down scrolling vertical shooter. So I think this is actually way, like, this is totally in my wheelhouse. You guys don't seem as impressed. This stuff is so <laughs> cool. I'd, 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 I'm actually, more, I'd actually be more impressed by hearing from Santa how they managed to acquire and the process of acquiring such an item. Um, just just guessing for the Secret Santa on their behalf. Um, <laughs> right. I read the message in the WhatsApp about three or four times to try and understand what right. he meant. Yeah. Um, Could, Chris, first, can you, Chris, first, can you describe to uh, our dear listener the, yeah. the feeling... Uh, that resided from within you when the email came through that said that you would be buying Pete's because I, I can fun, I can now describe the feeling of elation, joy, and uh, sheer, um, sheer n- near near orgasmic levels of of of, of attention were, for foisted upon me when I saw that I was getting someone else other than Pete for Secret Santa. So I can only imagine that you felt the it, opposite it was pure dread it really was because <laughs> um, like because like you, you want to have like a bit of a broad canvas to play with and i'd never heard of this console at all so in one sense that was great because there was no chance i could pick like <laughs> in the pre in previous years listener i have accidentally bought not only have i bought a game that somebody else has already owned ironically in german but second to that, I've I've bought them a game that I'd already bought for somebody else the year before and completely forgotten. Even though I have an, an audio medium for me to check these things, um, so there was no chance I'd ever go down that route. But mm. his his specific requirements in box with manual. Um, oh yeah, very tri- tricky. Also, and the fact that the PC game engine. I, had to, I, I read an entire Wikipedia article which explained the intricacies. Was it the Turbo X? Turbo Graphics? So yeah. The Turbo Graphics? It goes, the it, US? Because it goes under different console. names. Because I, I had to reread the message again because you requested J- Japan, which made things easier because it also debuted in France, I, I believe, as well. With, Very briefly. Yeah, yeah. with a different, yeah, yeah. different kind of thing entirely. Because some of them have CDs, as I said before. Some of them have those cards. So I had to essentially just guess so, which one he so, would want so the base ones have these cards they're called who cards yeah. h-u card who card uh and um they 
so they these are the base level ones that you can play on basically on the on the base unit itself. They did a CD add-on, which and then there was a CD add-on that also required a, another one of these cards to be plugged in that had RAM in it, so that it would actually work with it. Then there was a CD peripheral that came with. Then there was an update to the CD peripheral. Then there was a. Basically, there was about eight different versions of the PC Engine, is what I'm trying to get at. Yeah. And you thought uh, this and, would be uh, a nice, easy gift for one of us to source for you. Chris, Chris, have you learned Have you learned anything wonderful about the PC Engine? I have, engine? but I quickly forgot it. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so, um, so yeah, so I, I then I went onto eBay, and yeah, I found yeah. lots. I had found lots that were with box in manual, but over the, over the price of £10. I found lots that were under £10 that were just the cartridge on its own. So it took me a long time to find something, saw something, um, and I found it. You did it, Chris. Yeah. You did it, Chris, or Secret Santa. Uh, I think this absolutely. might be my most, secret, my most successful Secret Santa in that regard. Oh, my word. Although so the Fimbles was a highlight. Good yeah, true, 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 true. I'm going to report back on how great Dragon Spirit is. It looks amazing. looks amazing. So are we all happy? I think so. I, I mean, I genuinely, I've never heard of The Wolf Among Us. And looking at it... Have you not? Looking at kind of the description of it, it seems right up my street and exactly the type of game. I've actually been saving Walking Dead Season 2 for mm. the very purpose of, of, of playing that. So I'm, I'd already eyed up the Telltale Game Series games for that kind of game. And this seems, mm. yeah, really interesting. Good, good. I'm glad. I'm glad that uh, you thought I was. You thought I was going to get you yakers. I absolutely you? thought because I saw that. I saw the handwriting. I was like, "Well, that's Pete's handwriting. This is a PlayStation 4 case. Oh my god, he's got me yakuza. He's ignored the game completely and just assumed I don't care. I want Dan to play yakuza. So I did. I did sit there and think. I did sit there and think. Well, technically, yakuza's got some branching story elements. <laughs> <laughs> you, but and I was like, I was like, oh, no, no. Um, yeah. So, and also that would have been on PS3 as well. So I was like, eh. hmm. I have to say, uh, uh, so, yeah. I think, I think we all know who all the secret centers are now. So I'll say to you, Sam, uh, that I love the Michael J. Fox autobiography. It's one of my favorite. Yeah, books. I, I know that you. I know. I know that you've told me about it. Oh, there's even a, a bookmark in it from Wordery. Happy reading. Mm. There we go. Oh, thanks, Wordery. Well done, Sam. Sam, of course you're going to read it all in one go. Pardon? Yes. You don't, I assume that's where Dan read up to page two. <laughs> it's great. It's great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, and got got up to the Back to the Future, and then don't know what I'm talking about. Do you think? Do you think honestly, in a person's a life story, that they would they would the first like eighteen years would just be two pages? I think, <laughs> I think, I think, genu- I think genuinely, from looking at it though, like I think it starts with his uh, diagnosis. So it, it basically it's... it just it goes it it starts at his the first symptom of him suffering from Parkinson's and then it goes back and it talks about and he talks through kind of his career through kind of family ties and Back to the Future and all that stuff and then over time he discusses more and more how the Parkinson's starts to play a bigger role in his life and he says lucky man the name of his that because he considers himself to be very lucky even he said he 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 would never change what has happened to him. If someone came to him and said, "I can take, well, I will take this away from you," he would say, "No, I. This is basically it's become part of him." And it's, a, it's a, for me, it was a fascinating read. 
Hmm. He's an extraordinary human being. Well, I will. I will start that in earnest. Will you, Sam? Will you alternate between them, or do you think you'll read one at a time? No, because I wouldn't want to get them confused. Remember no. that time? <laughs> They're when, very uh, easily James... confused. They're very similar people. Do you remember that time when Michael J. Fox uh, got rid of apartheid, uh, and when Nelson Mandela went back in time to help his dad <laughs> get off with his mum? <laughs> and that cameo we had in Scrubs. <laughs> Good times. <laughs> Isn't Christmas great? Oh my god! Oh my god! Um, and Chris, uh, uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy your German game. Yes, I'm um, looking forward to playing this. The, the, it was it was the only way that I could get it below the ten pound threshold was to buy a. Uh, but I knew, uh, but I knew that the game was like language illiterate, like that it's a visual game. So yeah, yeah, it's yeah, a clever way of doing it. I just bought my parents a board game for Christmas, actually. Oh, did you? I, I bought them a Spielders Yaris nominee. It, it was in, nominated for the award this year. Didn't win. It was beaten by code names, but that's um, Imhotep. I think it's a game that's Imhotep. right up their street. Is it, Basically, is it based you build on Egypt. the uh, 90s uh, Mummy film? <laughs> no, it's not, actually. Um, it's basically where... Four people, you essentially use these giant wooden cubes that you've got. You essentially um, build Egypt. So you build pyramids, you build obelisks and stuff. You build burial chambers, but you're trying to outdo each other. It's like area control. Um, okay. It's quite cool. It's it, Yeah, it's it seems well, in the so same... So you're trying to be the best pharaoh, basically. Essentially, Or impress yeah. the pharaoh the best. It's right up the street. I haven't had the best track record with buying board games for my parents. Every time I seem to buy them a game... They never really take to it. So I bought my mum for a birthday this year. I bought a Colt Express, which is a game we've all played, haven't we? Now we've all played. Yeah, that. we've all loved. Yep. Yeah, we and love that game. Now there is didn't a we? mobile version of the game. I know, bit weird, but we play Colt Express. We love it. My mum doesn't like it because it's got shooting involved in it, so it's quite tricky. She loves Jamaica. You know, we've all played Jamaica where you blow each other out of the water with cannon. She's fine with that. <laughs> But, she's um, only, she's only, she only disagrees with kind of solitary murder. Mass murder, absolutely fine. Yeah, Take yeah, a whole yeah. ship of yeah. men out, that's absolutely fine. She's One a bit guy, like Batman. The latest version of Batman. Batman yeah. versus Superman. Um, yeah, so I've always been a bit... I'm always kind of in two months. Like, I bought a Takenoko as well, and that's not really played much either. So I'm always kind of... So this time I actually sat them down. I showed them a board game review of this game. I said, is that a game you think you'd like? Oh, yes. So hopefully, fingers crossed, they'll like this game. Hopefully, hopefully. well, hopefully, I know how much it means to you, Chris. So I'm, I've, I've got my fingers crossed for you. Thank you, Sam. That they, that, that they will like it. Has anyone, have any of you ever had any awkward, apart from the Fimbles thing, which I thought was a success, but like I don't know, in terms it's of it's a continued success. It is a continued. Yeah. It's a gift that keeps on giving. Uh, mainly yeah. to Dan. Um, but <sighs> like in terms of. <laughs> In terms of, I've never really had any awkward gift-giving experiences apart from essentially the Secret Santas on this. Yeah, I, I've, oh, I, it wasn't directly to me, but, um, so, a while ago, my parents separated, and um, uh, just after the separation, uh, um, the sort of 
different parts of the family like my mum's sister and her husband were like still getting presents for my dad and you know they were still friendly they've drifted apart now which is a completely natural process and that's understandable but just after they separated it was the christmas just after then and they were still like buying presents for each other and my auntie and uncle bought my dad a jumper and my dad did not like this jumper so he gave it to me not as a Christmas present, but like just like a, you go, I've got this jumper, I don't really like it, maybe it'll fit you. And I was like living in Scotland at this point, so we obviously thought, yeah, miles away from the problem, we're never going to see them, never going to meet them. It's a literal heirloom. Everyone's happy. Except I decided to wear the jumper when I went back home and visited my auntie and uncle and my mum and my grandparents uh, as we were having like a nice Christmas meal. I was, <laughs> just as I was about to enter the, the hall, the, no, just as I was about to enter the living room where my auntie and uncle were, my grandma remarked on how it was a wonderful jumper. Me completely forgetting the circumstances I was in, I replied with, yeah, my dad got it for Christmas, didn't like it, so he gave it to me. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant, absolutely brilliant. I thought I thought you were going to say, oh, you know, there was this, this weird awkwardness of, is he wearing it? Is he not wearing it? He just came out and just threw him under the bus. <laughs> like, you didn't, even, you didn't even, like, shit. make a sentence if your dad had bought you it as a gift. It made it very clear, very clear I'm, I'm, what had happened. I am not that intelligent. It was, um, it was a, a fantastic <laughs> festive faux um, That's amazing. Um, I've only ever received one gift where I've gone... It was it was a few years ago now. Um, I went to go and see my 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 family, and you know, it was, they're they're very generous people um, uh, when it comes to gifts and so on. And um, they so they give them nice little bits and pieces. And then uh, now, I should preface this all of this by saying I have to visit them on the train. Like I have to go from Bristol on the train. I thought for you like meant literally on the hours. train, like. You don't we actually meet, meet them on the train. We meet them on the 720 from Windsor. It's not like a Graham Greene novel. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so I have to go, yeah, about five hours each way. And, um, and obviously, if I want to take anything back to my home with me from my parents' home, then, you know, I've got to carry on the train. Fine. Brilliant. Um, and they decided to buy me, as my big gift uh, that year, a met- solid metal, about a foot and a half long by about half a foot tall, blue moped model made of i think cast iron because it was so heavy um and it was from it was from a a a, a company which i think epitomizes everything that is wrong with england which was called past times do you remember that shop it was like um it was basically like a this is like faux old yeah. but mass produced so it was like it was like this antiqued blue metal moped, and I could not contain my disdain for this item. I was just sat there like, "What? I don't, I, I don't like mopeds. I don't <laughs> can't have, even drive. I don't like, I don't Pete, Pete, have you com- like statues anywhere. Would you compare like, it to the very first time I was given a thimble? I would compare. Yeah, oh." Like yeah, a thimble that weighs no, half a ton. A sense of confusion and what is this? Yeah. 
Wait, what's, yeah, what's behind like, this? Yeah, that level of that level of <coughs> what? But the thing, no. But the thing is, Dan. Like the thing is that there was a there is a prime diff. There is a real key difference, and this is that that there was thought behind the thimble. Like like no matter how loose, like the thought the thought itself was lovely. Yeah. It's a lovely idea. I can test that. The thought behind the metal motorbike was Peter likes Peter likes mopeds. Peter likes metal. <laughs> and the answer is no, I don't like. I've, yeah, so I ended up with that, and um, uh, but I managed to keep it together. I didn't, I didn't throw it back in their face. I took it all the way. You'd have killed them, and then I because I would have killed them. <laughs> yeah, because it was it I've, weighed about three stone. My um, got... my, my dad uh, is legendary giving gifts. He, he's right. well known for it. He yep. um, one Christmas, uh, I was down. Me and uh, my wonderful partner, and it was my brother and uh, his girlfriend was there also. Um, we unwrapped our juicer, which my dad had bought for us, uh, and then they unwrapped their slow cooker, which my dad had bought for them as well. Um, on unwrapping the slow cooker, my dad's words were verbatim, well, I know how much you love the one you've got now. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Sam, and Sam... You can't f- and, you and this, can't fault you that can't logic. Fault the logic. You we can't fault the logic. We've spoken about this multiple times. My dad's logic is it's impeccable. 100% sound. It's, it's absolutely faultless. He's back. Yeah, and, yeah. But a twist in the tale, we met up recently. It was my dad's birthday at the weekend, and we, and we all met up and went out for a curry. And uh, while my dad went to the loo, we kind of spoke to them, because we haven't used the juicer yet. Uh, it's and quite so, a compact juicer, isn't it, Sam? It's the world's biggest machine ever. <laughs> <laughs> It could turn a black hole into a sun, like it's just, <laughs> oh my god! Um, and we asked them, like, oh, have you, have you, have you used your slow cooker yet? And they said, well, you see, our slow cooker broke, so we had to use the one that your dad bought us. But it was oh. half, it, it was half the size of the one we already had, so we had to buy oh. a new one. <laughs> 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 Oh, brilliant! My um, brilliant. I, I when I was a kid, my nan. When I was about nine years old, my nan bought me a dime bar, and <laughs> what had happened was I was I was I was on holiday over at the time. When I was a kid, and I I said, "Oh, can I have a, I want one of those, please?" A dime bar, and I pointed as a child does ignorantly. I pointed to a multi-pack of dime bars. I said, oh, "I want one of those." <laughs> I'd never had a dime bar before. But I don't know. Maybe right. I succumbed to the advertising mark, mark campaign. Uh, what was it? Crunchy on the outside, soft on the inside. And oh, that was armadillos. Like an, it was an around. armadillo, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I had a dime bar. First bite, this, ha- this tastes like shards of glass wrapped in chocolate. This is horrible. <laughs> but I had to pretend I liked it, which has meant that I'm 31 now. Every year since then, with metronomic regularity, Christmas Day, I get a multi-pack of dime bars from me nan. <laughs> Every time she visit me at university... Maybe I actually probably I live with you, Sam. Maybe I actually I think I may have farmed some dime bars off on you at one point. Because oh, I, like, I like dime bars. <laughs> I can't, and I haven't got the, I haven't got the heart to tell her that I don't like these things. Oh, brilliant! Um, oh, Chris. My my uh, sister like we try every year to buy my parents films. They don't watch any films. It's really tricky. So like, but we really want to watch films. So my sister bought my dad Gravity on Blu-ray. Still in its shrink wrapping. The year later, she'd forgotten she'd bought him that before, and she bought him again, but this time on DVD. <laughs> 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 Next year, you'll get it on VHS. <laughs> yeah, then the pirated version of it. 
<laughs> but yeah, oh, I hate that when you're kind of locked into something. Like it's like um, I I I told you know you, who's it talks about it like um, you, if you say to something you mention like you like one thing that person will pounce on that one thing, and you'll mm. get gifts related to that one thing. Oh yeah, unless oh, my you specify. Dad's, my dad's good at that already. Like we've we've had to think genuinely. Both Lisa and I, we've had to think genuinely about the conversations we have with my dad, like the months leading up to Christmas, because they will, they will soak in. Like, for example, once I was, uh, I don't know if I've told this story on the pod before, I probably have, but once I was down um, visiting my dad, and um, I was with uh, another girl at the time, and I went out to go and do something, and so it was just my dad and her in the living room, she mistakenly said to my dad that whilst an episode of Only Fools and Horses was on, that she liked the programme. Oh, no. I came back several hours later to find that they've been sitting and watching Only Fools and Horses since the moment I left, back until the moment. And I got, and like, uh, my girlfriend at the time just like turned and looked at me with just like that, that like expression on her face, just like, kill me <laughs> had they got to the point Fools? where they'd lost their millions yeah but, but in my dad's mind it's just like i'll put on something that i know she likes so just yeah. <laughs> endless only force and horses reruns oh for my hours. god but that's how his mind works um uh, once i went to his house and i looked out the window with a pair of his binoculars for five minutes for five minutes <laughs> Okay, Christmas next year, yeah. a pair of binoculars. Where was I living <laughs> at the time? The centre of Manchester. I mean, the... you're lucky you didn't grab anything else in his room. <laughs> That's what I mean, the Chris, we were down there at the weekend. You hold the like, kettle for too long. Touch anything. <laughs> we keep on. The only thing we have been saying is like, oh, we really like your coffee machine. Like, oh yeah, like, oh, can we have some coffee from your coffee machine? Oh yeah, when he came you're up just, to visit. You're us too hard, then. Yeah, I know, but mm. we, I, I, we, that's that's the danger. Like, we came up to visit him. He came up to visit us, and we took him to the Nespresso store at the Trafford Centre, mainly because if you go to the back, you get a free coffee. And we were, like, parched, yeah. and we thought, oh, we don't want to spend, like, a fiver on a coffee, so we just got a free one from the Nespresso store. And uh, we just, we, we were just like, oh, this is this is really nice. Yeah, it's really convenient how you can just get your coffee and out of the machine. Um, so <laughs> You want to... You want to start saying things like, oh, do you know, do you know what I really like? Do you know what I really like? Expensive holidays. <laughs> like, no, 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 Pete, because to... because Sam's dad's golden rule is if you're holding it for more than five minutes, that means you want one of them. Yeah, right. You want to you want to see no matter what it is, gold bullion shop at some point and just pick up a gold bar. Just. But the thing is, but the thing is, right? Okay. Well, he got me the binoculars. Several years later, he finally got us the bird feeders to go with the binoculars. So I have. <laughs> so I fear that, like this year for Christmas, he's going to get us like a bushel of an aviary, <laughs> just like a punnet of strawberries to go in the juicer. Um, oh, a punnet of strawberries thing, like, being wrapped and sat under the tree. If he gets us the coffee machine. When he comes round, we're going to have to get the juicer out because we can't oh, have the coffee God. machine on the counter and not have the juicer. It's, it's the... I just picture your dad walking through the door to the sound of the juicer. 
You looking through the front door, looking out for the back window at the bird feeder through your binoculars. <laughs> Literally using it, wearing the jumper. Wearing the jumper. Wearing the ski jacket he got me. <laughs> not, not to mention... <laughs> Not to mention the sat-nav he bought me for my birthday in March, but he gave it to me for Christmas to unwrap because he didn't want me... He wanted me to get the most out of the guarantee. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Like, uh, again, though. Again. Peerless. Again. Peerless yes. logic. The most thoughtful, considerate yep. gifts a man could buy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, we, we should all look up to him and his gift-giving. Oh. But not tell him too much out loud things we like. <laughs> <laughs> that was Staying In with Chris Darby, Daniel Frost, Sam Turner and me, Peter Willington. If you're new to the show and enjoyed this episode, then make sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, Mixcloud, Acast, Spreaker, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you prefer to get your podcasts. If you'd like to leave us a review too, then we'd be really, really grateful And if you have left us a review, then we've probably tweeted about it over on our Twitter account, at StayingInPod. Visit stayingin.podbean.com for more information and links to everything mentioned in this episode. Thanks for listening to us in 2016. Have a fantastic Christmas break. We'll see you next year.